Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Patreon is an incredible way for projects like this to get an extra boost. Visit patreon.com slash theater in the now to learn how you can support the podcast. It's so simple to do. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. She swam all the way over to be here. It's Bella Noche. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. My fins are a little tired, but I'm great. Yeah. What was the journey like getting over here? Ugh, the East River's such a bitch. Yeah. I I much prefer the Hudson, but, you know, if if I must, I must. And we're out here in Astoria, so the East River was just the easiest place to swim up through. Um, so we're going to learn everything there is to learn about you. Are you excited to share all? How much time do we have? As much time as you want. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? I am from Astoria, Queens. No way. I am. Uh, I was technically born in Manhattan because my mom's water broke at a work dinner. So I, got, I was oh, born right. in Beth, Israel, but I grew up in uh, Astoria, Queens. And what was it like living in Astoria? Um, it's interesting. I, um, coming back here because I still have friends that are here, it's changed so much. Like back then it was a lot more industrial. Um, it was very like, you know, the... The breakup of, like, um, ethnicities were a little different. Like, it was very predominantly Greek. There were a lot of Greek Mm -hmm. people, like, everywhere. My high school was just, like, Greek and then everybody else. Um, I think it's gotten a lot more um, heterogenized since then. But it was was cool. It was because it's, like, it's, like, just enough of city but still, like, touch of, like, suburban neighborhood area. So it was a nice little balance of the two i love astoria yeah i i mean i've been in my apartment for almost like four years now okay and the only reason i would leave is if i get an updated like renovated nice appliance a place no fair because this place is kind of amazing it is kind of amazing you have a washer and dryer too that i do not have ah, i beat you with something yes if I, if I did have that that would like i would probably never leave but right no, this is no the place is cute i mean like this is this is yeah it's i would dream i would <laughs> it's the yeah, dream. It's, it's odd, like you can have rehearsals here because most of the venues you work at are much smaller than right. This exactly. Room. I'm gonna hit you up sometimes. Like yeah. Michael, I need to have a quick little rehearsal in Absolutely. front of your fireplace. <laughs> yes, yes, I have a fireplace, and it works too. Why anyway, is it on? What? It should be on. I was that coming. takes work. It does take work, but I swam all the way over here. I'm cold. You're, true. If if I had a houseboy, then it would be on. We're gonna we're gonna work on that. Yes, we're get, get me an intern. <laughs> so where did you go to school? Um, uh, college. Yeah, I went to Hunter College on the Upper East Side. Nice. And what was that like? What did you study? Um, well, originally I went in for um, science. I was gonna go into med lab science and go into like forensics, and then I discovered how much I fucking hate math. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dropped. I dropped my major um, towards the end of the first year, and I was undeclared for almost a semester. And I'd always liked writing. I'd always been good at like literature and things like that. And so I was in English class, and we had you know we were getting back essay papers that we had had and a professor came up my professor came up to me I'll never forget his name his name was Professor Gordon Bastion and he was just like he's like this was really good you're a really good writer and I was like well thank you he goes what's your major in and I told him that I was undecided so he's like you should check out the creative writing major like the journalism major so went and checked it out and a lot of the requirements were stuff that I was going to take anyway so I became a creative writing major with a journalism minor, and that was what I graduated with. Amazing. Yeah. Now, here's the big question. When did drag into your life? Well, so I was kind of like a late bloomer when it came to nightlife. Um, I started going out out when I was about like 23, 24. Um, and it was the first time that I had experienced like drag shows, like full-on drag shows. Do you remember your first? Um, the first one I sh- ever saw was... I'm trying to remember. I think it. I think it was. I think it was Bob the Drag Queen actually Mine at too. Barracuda. Me too. I think, yeah, Bob the Drag Queen. I think it was my first one at Barracuda. Um, and then shortly after, I saw. I guess it was season four of So You Think You Can Drag, um, the one where suddenly Seymour won. That was yeah. That was season four, right? I believe so. And I was just like, oh my god, this is so cool, and started meeting queens and things like that. So. Probably, it came into life about like four years ago. And you made your debut in Sutton's... Uh, yeah, first timer show, two mm-hmm. years ago. Uh-huh. She mentioned that on the podcast. Full, did she? She did. That's funny. I, I, had, I, had, I had a blast, because I had no 
intention of doing drag more than just that one time. So I had someone help me with my makeup and my hair, and I bought my heels, and I was walking with them. I had, like, a reveal. I was like, I'm going to just fucking kill this. I'm going to kill this. And it was so much fun. I did whatever. And um, a someone who used to work at the West End came up to me and was just like, you know, they have shows uptown, whatever. They're looking for guest spots. You know, contact, like, Britta, and I'm sure she would have you as a guest. And I was like, okay. And it just snowballed from there. But I had no intention of doing it more, and it just happened by accident. Nice. So what is the origin story of your drag name and persona? So um, I'm a writer, but my... The thing that I'm the most horrible at is coming up with names and titles. Me too. So uh, I uh, it was I was racking my brain trying to come up with like a name, and this was before like the whole like mermaid character came about. So I wanted something that was like meant something, but was still like pretty and you know something that whatever. And so originally I was gonna go with pterodactyl, but there were already t- at the time there were two pteros already in in the scene that I knew of. So I was like maybe not. And um, I was watching Lady and the Tramp one day, just like randomly. And you know that song that comes on when they have the spaghetti, the Bella Notte song. And I was just like, ooh, that's pretty. But, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, not Italian. So I made it Bella Noche. And I was just like, okay, done. I got it. And that's how that came about. Thanks, Disney. Yeah, thanks, Disney. How would you describe Bella in three words? Funny, fishy, and fantastical. Nice. Mm -hmm. How long does it take to transform into Bella? Um... I can, I've, I've been doing drag enough now, like, if I really had to, I can do, like, that 50-minute face, um, but if I had, like, if I took my time and really, like, got, you know, OCD perfectionist on it, I would like to give myself at least two to two and a half hours. Nice. Who are some of your drag inspirations? Oh, wow. Um, I think one of my biggest, um, drag inspirations, um, is Detox. Um, I remember seeing her on it, because I caught up with, I started watching Drag Race, season six when Bianca was on it because I'd I'd known her, I'd interviewed her, I'd done a spread on her, so I was like, let's just watch the show and see how she does. Um, And so obviously I fell in love and started backtracking. And I remember watching Detox and she had like all like the neon colors and just like very bright and very like about body. And and then she's funny and like dirty on top of it. So I was just like, ooh, I like that. That's, that's, so I would say that she's one of my biggest inspirations. As far as local queens go, Britta Filter has been a huge um, inspiration and help in the beginning of my drag career. She was very, um, as far as like hosting goes, I, I love the way she hosts. Um, we were actually both nominated for the Glam Award for Best Host this past year, and I'm very happy that she won because she deserves it. Um, so I, I, what I do is I like I pick like one or two things from like different queens. I was like, oh, I like the way this one hosts. I like the way this one does her eyes. Ooh, I love that the hair on that one or something like that. I want to do a thing, and I kind of like make little things and do it into a hodgepodge right i frankenstein myself occasionally and then there's some stuff that you get inspired to come up with your own things based on your inspiration so it's it's fun it's like putting together like a glamorous puzzle absolutely is there a new york city drag queen that you've yet to work with that you like are dying to work with um that i've yet to work with that i'm dying to work with i don't know about dying um that you'd like to that i'd like to um Honestly, I think it would be super fun to do a show with Sutton Lee Seymour. I've, like, guessed it for her, um, and I just, I love the, I love her on a microphone. She's just funny and witty, and I think we would have, yeah, I think we would have great back and forth. Um, trying to give someone that, like, like, really, uh, uh, like, out there, um, huh. I don't, I've never, I've never, like, I'm a collaborative queen, but I'm, like, I'm also, like, fiercely independent. I was just like, I can do it myself! So, but I, I, I do like working with people as well. Huh. One queen who would, oh. You know who, uh, well, I have worked with her. I think the list is, like, more queens, like, who do you like to work with, more than who <laughs> do you want to work with. Um... Actually, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this queen. She used to be um, a New York City queen. Then she moved to Philly, and then she came. She's coming back in June. Uh, do you know who Schwadaviv is? I've heard the name. She's coming back to New York. I would love to work with her because when I was when she was doing drag, I was like barely starting. You're a baby baby. Yeah, I was a baby baby, and I've never officially worked with her on the stage. So I would love to work with Schwadaviv, and well, I hope that happens when she comes back. Universe. Exactly. Yep. So you mentioned so you think you can drag. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about your experience on the little program. Oh, my God. Okay. What was it like? Um, 
it was one of, it was literally drag boot camp so um when i when i got accepted to do so you think you drag i'd only been doing drag for six months um and so immediately i was thrust into uh, a competition with the majority and the majority of queens have been doing drag a, a decent time longer than i had um and so at, at first it was exciting and then you get intimidated when you start seeing everybody but i learned so much like so you think you can drag was like integral to Bella like coming up in the scene and things so that yeah. people recognize the name and the face they saw like if you look at like the picture of me from the first week of the competition to like the finale of the competition they look like two different people yeah like I learned so much the critiques were great I was able to perform on that awesome stage with that massive blinding spotlight so it was just it was an experience of just like it like, like pushed me into the deep end very quickly but thank god I'm a mermaid and I swim so absolutely <laughs> And you have, like, a nice sisterhood with everyone from that cast. It's funny. Um, uh, Paige Turner, who I also um, very much enjoyed working with, um, she said that our season was, like, her favorite because we all just got along with each other. And we were all very supportive, very helpful. We were backstage, like, giving each other, you know, support and advice and things like that. And, yeah, for the most part, all of us are still very close as far as, like, the drag community goes. Yeah. That's Which amazing. I kind of like. Yeah. So, last summer you answered another competition. You, you were part of the Ultimate Drag Pageant. What's that? What's that? <laughs> How is that competition different from So You Think You Can Drag? Um, it was interesting. So it's it's definitely... Uh, there are similarities as far as like theming and things like that go. Um, the venue is a little smaller, so you have to be mindful of like your execution. Um, but what was... For me, what was different about Ultimate Drag Pageant was it was a chance for me to... Create, like do completely new things like do things that I had not done before be ambitious be out there because out of all the queens competing I was the one that was known the most and honestly I think that was the disadvantage um I think it's great that competition is great for queens trying to like get into the scene and things like that and they've got some great winners who um have uh been out of that one of which I'm doing a show with tomorrow in Pennsylvania with Gina Tonic Golden Delicious mm-hmm. um so it's it was an adjustment in like staging thankfully i had performed at the west end many times before but it was an adjustment of being like you know challenging myself to not just you know go into my you know my seashell of tricks and come out with the numbers that i already done it was a challenge that was my challenge like do stuff that no one had seen me do before if you could pick one cast member from that season to do a duo show with who would it be Probably Harry Legrande. Yeah, I, I, she's so fucking stupid, and I love it. Um, um, followed closely by um, Sicatrix. Um, she's another really, really fun one, and I like working with queens who have like a sense of humor and like, and like not just like a sense of like a South Park sense of humor. Yeah. Like I make fun of everything, either everything's okay or nothing's okay, and so like both of them are very much like in that. But one is one is like has the whole like. Hariola just is like a steamroller will come with her humor and Sicatrix has like that southern bell like subtle dark southern, yeah. southern humor and she'll tell a joke and you're just like oh shit that was mean like it was she's a witchy woman she's a witchy woman yes um so yeah both of them I think would be fun to host with do you think you've influenced the current landscape of drag and if so how um I don't think that my vanity is up at that point to say I've influenced the scene of drag. I've definitely permeated it in a way that I've made it my own. You know, everyone knows, even if you don't know who Bella Noche is, you're just like, oh, right, the mermaid girl. You know, like, it's it's um, had that brand. And I've definitely have some, like, this year I've, I've been sporting the double ponytail a lot. And then Ben de la Creme, that asshole, copied me on Drag Race. That's true. <laughs> But I don't, and, I, and it's funny because I had people messaging me. I was just like, "Oh my God, Ben Declan's hair reminds me of you." So I was just like, "It's it's it's cool, you know, making waves, shall we say?" Um, and I think that whether whether you're a drag queen or not, I just I want to inspire people to be more like colorful and more you know like given to that side of fantasy that we're told. Well, it's not real. So it's like, so what if it's not real? I'm gonna make it real, and um, you know, drag should be fun. Drag should be like non-human like i just I, I i think of us as all like just like these crazy fantastical mythical beings so why would you why would you want to be like you know in black all the time Absolutely. no offense boudoir lafleur <laughs> um. <laughs> so you are a part of the imperial court of new york i am 
tell us about it and how did it come about? So um, the Imperial Court of New York is this awesome organization. They've been around for a really, really long time. Um, you know, back, you know, decades of doing community service work for the LGBT community. Um, and they raise money through um, this organization, through either drag shows or raffles or um, potlucks and events for various charity charities. Um, one of one of the big ones is um, they've done stuff for Ali Forney. They've done stuff for the gay men's health crisis. They've done stuff um, for raising money for like the LGBTQ center. Um, and it came about so um, a lot of the people uh, in it are based in Long Island. Um, my uh, my boyfriend uh, lives in Long Island, so I've been getting more into the Long Island city scene. And he was friends with a lot of members of the court um, before you know I even knew what it was. And uh, I met them one time, and they saw that I had done drag, and it's like, oh, you should come to this event. Like, it's, it'll be fun, blah, 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 blah. And I went in. It was at industry, and, like, there are all these, like, queens and, like, drags and all these crazy jewels, and I'm just, like, I love sparkly things. So I was just, like, oh, ooh. It was, like, walking into, like, like the low-rent version of Zales, but, like, the jewels are bigger. Um, and I just had a blast, and the show was going, and they asked me if I wanted to perform, and I did, and everyone wanted to get to know me and things like that, and so I went to a few more events, and uh, I saw that they were genuinely, like, doing good for the community. So, you know, it was it's kind of my way of wanting to give back and, like, help out, because yeah, as fun as drag is, is as fun as, you know, we have doing it and doing bar shows and things like that, it's such a platform to be able to do good for the community, so I want to also make sure that my drag has, has a slice of that as much as it can. Amazing. Yeah. So this is rare for you to be on the other side of interviewing, because uh, you do something called Cocktails and Contours. Yeah, I know. It is, it's kind of weird being interviewed. I like, I like it, but I'm not, I'm not used to being on this end of the microphone. Yeah, right? So tell us about <laughs> Cocktails and Contours. Um, so Cocktails and Contours is something that I created with uh, Spoil NYC. They are a online uh, platform, and it's all about New York City stuff going on, crazy news, things coming up, new trends, anything you could think of. It's about, it's about New York City. It's on there. And so they've uh, wanted to do more work with um, communities and reaching out to different New York City communities and representing them and to make an, a more an encompassing um, platform. So we were in this meeting and they were like, we want to do more video content. And um, so I had this idea. I was just like, well, I kind of do drag and I think it kind of could be fun to like, you know, do like a makeup thing with video or like have queens do each other's makeup. And they were like, that could be cool. Like blah, blah, blah. So we talked about it. And in the first iterations of, I feel like the first like three or four videos, um, me and a queen were doing each other's face while we were talking, and the videos were like three hours long. <laughs> so that it, it obviously got edited down. We were doing different things, and now um, I've uh, I have a you know a queen, whether it be in, from New York or Long Island or something like that, and we just we just chat. We have a cocktail. We chat. We talk shit, and we talk about each other. I I've I've learned so many cool things about queens that I thought that I knew, you know, and, you know, it's, it's nice being able to sit down with someone and actually get to know them outside of like their nightlife facade, kind yeah. of like what we're doing right a now in a bit, way. A little yeah. Bit. It's, it's crazy. Cause like we, we think we know these people from our interactions and hosting and performing and working with them. And then you sit down, you have a conversation, you're just like, oh, okay, bitch, that's interesting. And so it's, it's been so cool getting to know so many um, different queens and, Starting in April, we're actually going to up the production value a little bit. We're getting a few sponsors. Um, we're going to have an actual studio that we're going to shoot oh. in. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cute. We're actually working on getting Shangela to make an appearance on the show because they Exciting. work with people that she's so we're just like crossing her fingers, hopes it happens. But yeah, it's 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 my little like it's my little drag project baby. Amazing. So yeah, I'm very proud of it. So you've performed at venue after venue. Is there a place that you've yet to conquer that you're dying to have a show at? Um, in New York City? Anywhere. Um, so I, I would love, because I've, I've never been in drag, but I've seen stuff online. So like um, Paradise and Asbury Park. Mm -hmm. I think that would be super fun to have a show at. I know um, Honey Davenport just won Miss Paradise over there. So I definitely want to come down and see her show. And hopefully, and you know, there's a new bingo queen. There's, I know Wendy Waxwood is the new bingo queen. So they're they're casting New York girls. So I'm keeping my eye on that. Paradise would be super fun. As far as New York City, um, I'm trying to think of a venue that I haven't 
performed at. And I'm not being like facetious. Like I'm actually trying to think of a venue that I haven't performed at. Um, <laughs> actually, no. I want to do more stuff in Brooklyn. I want to do um, uh, like stuff at like Bazaar mm-hmm. um, and Metropolitan. Actually, fun story though. I'm actually um, just starting today. I have a new weekly with Avant Garbage doing Brooklyn uh, at Syndicated. On Thursdays, we're doing the drag race screenings. Amazing. So uh, now I have a gig in Brooklyn, so maybe my little wish is coming true. But um, yeah, I really want I really want to head out to uh, Bazaar and like check that out. I've heard like amazing things. Awesome. So speaking of gigs that you have, you are the host of a trivia night at Rock Bar called mm-hmm. Game On. Mm-hmm. How did this show come about? So um, trivia night has been like a huge thing at Rock Bar for like years, like since Rock Bar first started. That's been like they're they're just like fun night to like do whatever and so i started um uh spotlighting at rock bar first and then i got a monthly show and then i did um both miss nerd and miss rock bar there um and was talking with uh the owner and he was just like i want to get you somewhere like regular and he was like well i usually host trivia night would you want to like co-host it with me and i was just like oh yeah absolutely so um we've been doing it i think three months i've been on it three months now um, and it's, it's so much fun. Every week we have a different theme and depending on the theme is we get like different crowds of people who's like, Oh, I'm going to kill this. Um, last week, last, uh, this past week was video games and, um, I dressed up like Laura Croft. It was, it was fun. Um, week before that, um, we had done, it was someone's birthday and he loves Kesha. So we did all this trivia about like Kesha and her career and things like that. Um, so yeah, we have fun. We have fun. I think next week we're doing 80s. Nice. So it's going to be what cute. What sets your game night apart from all the others? One of the things about Rock Bar that I love is that it's such it's such a, a community. And so we have like the people who always come to trivia. And then we have the people who um, show up for you know a theme that they like. And I love like teaming up people with strangers. And being like, okay, you guys are a team. And you guys are a team. And you guys are a team. And seeing like people make friendships because of that. And... It's it's interesting because like all the questions um, that um, Jason and I make, we make them ourselves. Um, we always do some sort of visual round or like audio round, so like either name that tune or name that scene or something like that, you know. So I just it's it's never the same show ever. So it's it's I never get bored. You will never, and that's what people coming back. They're never bored at trivia because it's always something different. I always dress to theme. And, you know, we just, we, there was, uh, for the Kesha one, we did, like, this lightning round of Kesha songs, and me and Jason were, like, at the laptop just, like, picking random snippets of songs and watching people, like, in a tizzy trying to figure out what yeah. it was. It was great. So. Why should the listeners come out to game night? Well, game night is, I mean, first of all, who doesn't like having fun? Second of all, you're guaranteed not to be the dumbest one there. I guarantee you. I already know who that is. Um, third of all, Rock Bar has, like, one of the heaviest pours in New York City. So not only are you, like, chilling out, coming with friends, having a good time, you spend 12 bucks and you're shwasted. So it's 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 just always a good time. And I always the numbers I do in the themes are always to theme as well. So, like, keep up with me. And if there's a theme you really like, because you're not only going to get trivia, but you'll get a show about it, too. Well, inspired by Game On, mm-hmm. um, you are a self-proclaimed Disney girl. Mm-hmm. So let's see how much Disney princess trivia you know. Oh, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Bring it. Where's my crown? Let's do this. Which Disney princess makes a surprise appearance in The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Belle. Good. All right. Which Disney princess has the ability to heal others? Rapunzel. Okay, you're doing good. You're good. Which princess is known for wearing a green dress? Tiana. Which Disney princess wears pants rather than a dress? Jasmine. Which princess attempts to disguise herself as a man? Mulan. Which princess has a raccoon for a sidekick? Pocahontas. Who was the first Disney princess based on a real historical figure? Hmm. That's a tricky one. I, I mean, the obvious answers are Pocahontas and Mulan, which means it's probably not them. Hmm. Cinderella? No, it's Pocahontas. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> See? Double answer. <laughs> Double answer! 
What color hair does Eric think his rescuer has in The Little Mermaid? Oh, like dark brown. Yeah, or black. Yeah. What country is Belle from in Beauty and the Beast? France. Who was the first Disney princess? Snow White. Which Disney princess has no royal ties? I mean, there's more than one. I mean, Belle doesn't have any royal ties. The answer they gave here is Mulan. Oh, that means, okay, so she doesn't end up royal. Okay, fine. Misworded. Which which princess has her mother alive, but her father is dead? Mother alive, but father is dead. And not stepmother, right? No, just mama. Just mama. Mother alive, but father is dead. Oh, Tiana. Yep. Which Disney princess did not have a love interest in her film? Well, Elsa's not a princess. And I don't know if we're basing Moana on if if Moana has princess status yet. Um, Merida. Yep. Which two Disney princesses featured red hair? Ariel and Merida. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which two Disney princesses officially became princesses after they were married? Belle. And Tiana. Cinderella. Oh, well, those are two are correct as well. All right. <laughs> and finally, which princess is the only one to have her wedding in the movie? The only one to have her wedding in the movie. Where it's not just like the scene of them like walking out of the chapel, like the well, actual they, wedding. They want the on screen at the end of the film. Well, Ariel. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. job. Yes. What are your drag goals? Um, well, obviously to become a, a more realized, polished and creative, uh, drag queen overall that, um, pushes herself not only aesthetically, but in performances as well. And always, um, brings a surprise. Um, as far as like real goals, you know, a lot of girls will say like, I want to get on Drag Race or whatever. And just like, you know, I would be lying if, you know, if Drag Race wanted me to be on that, I would absolutely be on that, but it's not necessarily mandatory to my career. What I'd really like to do, um, with drag, um, I want to like perform outside of New York City more. Um, I have a few things coming up where I'm doing outside of the I'm doing, um, next month I'm going to Costa Rica to do, um, a little drag array with Scarlet Fiore. Um, Ooh, taking my name. <laughs> in um, in August, I am performing in uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Um, well, to- and tomorrow I'm doing Pennsylvania. So I think that's that's my big thing now. Is just like you know, I love New York and I love performing in New York. But I think it'd be fun to like go and like see the response to Bella like outside of New yeah. York City and stuff like that. So I think that would be one. Like, For you, one. what is the most important aspect of creating a brand? Um, consistency. I feel like there's so many people that have an aesthetic, like a strong aesthetic, but you know, if you're going to have that brand or have that aesthetic, like there always needs to be a little semblance of it anywhere. And you know, someone is, if someone is known for, you know, being a dark lady or if someone is known for, you know, having, you know, blonde hair or something like that, I feel like Creative consistency is the hardest thing to do because you don't want to box yourself into a hole that you can't get out of, but at the same time, you don't want to go so far that you don't have like this identity to come back to, sure. which I actually struggled with the, the mermaid thing for a bit because I was like, I was like hard with the mermaid and stuff like that. So I solidified that and I was like, okay, how do I do other things that aren't like beating your head over the head with the mermaid, but still having those like ties and so you come up with like color schemes that work and a thing and then just political little starfish in your you know so you find ways to like get creative and maintain stay true to your brand while still being creative enough to work around it how do you stay focused and committed to the art sheer tenacity <laughs> it's um it's because i also i also have a day job that like pays the bills. So day I, I go to work and come home and a lot of times I'll, I'll have a drag thing. Um, I keep up with it cause I just, I fucking love it. I, you know, 
all of all of my life, I've always had these little, you know, dreams of like performing or like looking a certain way or wanting to be super colorful and not knowing, you know, how to channel that properly. And then when I discovered drag, I was just like, oh, that's why I'm good at this and why I want to do that. And so I feel like drag is one of the things that I'm supposed to be doing because I, I love it so much. And yes, it's work. And yes, there are times where you're just like, you want to throw your mirror across the room because your eyeliner is not even. But you know, it's it's one of those things that you should do it because you just love it and you can't see yourself not doing it. And that's that's where I am right now. Amazing. So we're going to play my favorite game, Tea Time, where you're going <laughs> to share some teas, share some stories. It was heard there would be hot tea. Well, I mean, some, I mean it's almost spring. Who needs tea anymore? Right. But, and some iced tea. Yeah, right. But we're going to, you'll, you'll spill some hot tea here. Okay. And we are going to start with your mermaid rival, Laguna Bloom. Okay. What about her? Share a story or spill some tea. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to share, I'm going to share two stories. Um, so I met Laguna Blue doing the glow party, um, at the old G lounge and she, you know, neither of us had done like the full mermaid thing yet. And, um, I picked up my phone and I went to unclick it and she comes in and she's like, is that my phone? And I was like, no. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, hold on. She goes to her purse. She she picks up her phone. She clicks it up and we had the same aerial wallpaper for our phone. Wow. And so like the same exact one. And we're just like, okay, we need to be friends now. Um, and so we, we've uh, gotten close and, you know, we've obviously she's, she's taken a different uh, path in drag than I have. Um... However, um, I wouldn't necessarily consider her my mermaid rival because she has relinquished said title. We, it was New Year's Eve. Uh, she was ready. She was getting ready to perform a Stephanie's Child um, at um, uh, the Dream Hotel that uh, that Monica Bluinski mm-hmm. threw. And she was walking through the crowd, and I was like, hey, girl, blah, 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 blah. She said, hi, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you look great. I'm so proud of you. I saw the thing on The Voice. You did great. And she was just like, she's like, she's like, yeah. She's like, but there's one thing I want to tell you. She's like you beat me with the mermaid thing. And so she has she has willingly given up that I am the mermaid queen. Well, I think we need a new rival, so mermaids get out there. Go away! <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Avant Garbage. Okay. Kara, I don't want to say anything too much. She might tag me in something. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one who, who I, um, I adore and I love working with, and I will be working with... Um, a lot uh, together. Um, let's see about her. Um, there, there isn't like too much bad I can say about Avant Garbage. Um, yeah, there isn't like anything bad other than it's just because if I say anything and I'll just get dragged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, okay. I love you, girl. Next is Violet Tendency. Who? <laughs> Joking. So, no, some tea about Violet Tendency. I love her. She's my little firecracker. Um, but like, so she she has that new show at Otto's, uh, the, the new monthly. And she had asked me to do it twice. And then one time it got scheduled and she's like, oh, do the next month. I was like, great. So I saw her at the Slammies and the show was like in a week. And I was just like, hey girl, blah, blah, blah. I'm so excited to do your show. She's like, yeah, 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 me too. The poster comes out like four days later. My name's not on it. And so then I text her. I was like, am I still doing your show? She's like, oh, my God. I totally forgot that I asked you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, girl. Okay. Next up is Zalika Parsons. Oh, that fucking train wreck. Uh, <laughs> I love her to death, but I feel like every gig that we've done together, she's gotten us fired. <laughs> And it's not through anything that she's that she explicitly does other than being on the mic and being like, we're going to do this until we're fired. And so I'm just like, girl, don't say that. Like, that's her favorite thing to say. I think that was, I feel like that was the old, I feel like Zalika has like reinvented herself and now she's doing Zalika 2.0. Like old Zalika constantly talked about being fired. And I was just like, well, what the fuck do you think's going to happen if you constantly <laughs> stay on the microphone with the owner there? We're going to do this until we get fired. I was, every time she said that, I would just like dagger eye her. I'm just like, shut up. But she owes me a date at Buffalo Wild. <gasps> this is some tea. After after the Slammies, me, uh, Paul, Avant Garbage, Ish, and Zalika, we were all going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We were as hungry. We as we do. It wasn't very far. Got there, found parking. We're in 
full geish, walked into Buffalo Wild Wings, like we own the place, like we want a table. And they're just like, okay, we just need to see your IDs. We all had our IDs except Zalika. <gasps> oh no. And it was just like, and it was her ID to go. And I was like, I am going to kill you. Well, first off, why do you need your ID to go to Buffalo Wild Wings? I, I thought that was interesting as it's well. It's a restaurant. Right. I thought that was interesting. Maybe it was like past 10 o'clock. Like you need, so, but it was the first time it ever happened. And this bitch didn't have her ID. And I was just like, <laughs> I cannot with you. Next up is Adriana Trenta. I need to buy her some wig glue. <laughs> no, um, she's another one who's come a, a super, super long way. And her and I were both, um, her and I did not, uh, her and I did not like each other during So You Think You Drag. I thought she was like the most pretentious, entitled prissy bitch. <laughs> And I was just like, I don't have time for you. Like, I don't know you. I don't have time for you. And she would, like, throw these tantrums when she didn't get her way. And I was just like, really? Really, girl? So she's all, she's coming on. And through the competition, we, like, talked. And there was one time she was, like, really, really out of it. And I was just like, what's up? So we talked. And it was fine. And we had a conversation once talking about, like, her makeup. And she was just like, you know, she's like, I still kind of feel like I look like a dude, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, may I give you one piece of advice? Like, no shade. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, raise your contour. She's like, what? And I was like, put your contour higher. It'll make your bones look like it'll, it'll like look like your face is pulled back more. And she's like, no, I don't know. I think my contour is fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I'll just give my opinion. Finale of So You Think You Drag. She walks in. Guess where her contour is? Higher. Now and she's a shapeshifter. She's a shapeshifter. And I walked by her and I was just like, you look good. And she was just like, you'll never hear me say this again, but you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Misty Mountains. Oh, Misty Mountains. She does get Misty. Um, another one who I, I very much like, and kind of like me, she's had a very like fast trajectory. She climbed that mountain, girl. She sure She did. climbed that mountain. I've, I've, I remember when she was starting out, and I would have her um, co-host some of the underwear parties of the West End with me. Um, another one that's not afraid to try new things um, and does that. Um I, uh, I need a little I need a little more deodorant from her occasionally. Oh, oh that's oh all. No, and not only that, just like just a little perfume, you know. Yeah. And like this, I've been I've been guilty of this as well. Sometimes I open my suitcase and I'm just like, ooh, girl. So it's 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 a lot of queens should be like you should just carry perfume and deodorant where you are on all times. And it's just like and that's nitpicky because I really don't have anything bad to say about her. She's a really fun performer. She knows her words. Um, she's gotten way better on a mic. There's a, there's a confidence there. Um, yeah, just make sure like, and I, cause I do that now too. There have been times where I'm like getting to perform and I'm just like, Ooh, no, 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 no. The arms are staying down you, you for the rest of the like night. Lady. You gotta smell like a lady. So from MM to WW, Wendy Waxwood. <laughs> Was that a fat joke? She likes m and No. no. Wendy Waxwood. Um, I first thought I first thought she was like so reserved and quiet, and I didn't realize she was just stoned all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and we've we've hung out multiple times now. She's so much fun. But yeah, like I first thought she didn't like me, and she's like, she's like, oh no, she was just stoned and didn't seep like past her wig. <laughs> oh, God. Next we have Poppy. My favorite drag queen of all time. No. Um, I've... I really haven't had that much interaction with Poppy um, minus um, the ultimate drag pageant. Um, and I had done... I'd, I'd worked with her a little bit in other things. Um, I want to see her with boobs. Like, she's just, like... I feel like I've seen her with boobs, I think, once. If she doesn't wear boobs, she still looks like a boy. <laughs> like a pretty boy. I'll give that. Beautiful boy. Let's not push it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, she's she's very pretty. I just, I would love a little bit more like Vavoom. She has, a, you know, I get it. I get it. She wants to look like like a nymph. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, I would, I would love, I, I know she does like the whole like very like, social, like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of like the flat chest. On anyone, and especially so. now with your um, breastplate. Oh, I my, <laughs> I do. <laughs> is that is that biased for me to talk about people's breasts now that I own one? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Well, well, next up is Gilda Wabbit. 
oh, I love her. She's my favorite whore ever. Um, no, seriously, she has more sex than I do, and that's hard. Um, yeah, I'm... I've, another one, I love working with her. Um, but another one that could could wear boobs more... There was, there was a show that she was like, my boobs are hurting, and just, like, took them out. And I've seen her do it multiple times. I was just like... Quitter, <laughs> but no, and she she can get away with that look because at least she wears like the padded bra. Yeah. So it looks like there's something there. Um, I'm just jealous that she's more skinnier than me. <laughs> Next up is oh, we really spilling tea. We are. Oh my god, in so much trouble. This is probably like the meanest I've ever been like on record. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Maybe this person will use whatever you say in a mix. Next is Gina Tonic. Oh, that asshole. <laughs> Um, no, Gina Tonic is, is literally my favorite asshole. Um, she, where to start with Gina Tonic? I've, <laughs> the number of times that I've actually not gone to sleep just to see her act stupid on that face drunk live thing. I was just like, what are you going to say today? And I get my popcorn and I'm just like, oh girl, you shouldn't have said that. Like, and it's, it's. She she watches it the next morning. She's like, "Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that." It's true. Um. Yeah, just edit, edit. And finally, last but not least, Cherry Poppins, <sighs> the drag sister I never wanted, but still now have that wants to fuck my boyfriend. <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen her in a while. In a while. She, she hasn't hung out with her real friends in exchange for ones that can, like, extend her career. But that's, that's, that's not here. That's neither here nor there. But, no, she's, she's cute. I miss hanging out with her. She's, she's fabulous. I wouldn't go there, but... <laughs> Who would you do for Snatch Game? Um, one choice? You can do multiple. Okay. Um, because Rue's going to like probably say, no, the first choice is like bad. Right. So my first choice, just because I think that I could, appearance-wise, I could look and talk and act like her, um, Anna Kendrick. Okay. Like like pitch perfect Anna Kendrick. Like, 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 so you're going to play the cup game on... Well, right, exactly. You'd be like, where does... Where do, <laughs> um, how does, you know, something about like storing, storing stuff... There was no, there was a question and the thing was just like, where does... Um, Michelle Visage um, boobs are so big, you know, like she has a like, room for all of them. It's like her cups. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But I just, the, the attitude I think could pull. And it's just, you know, it's just like rocker chick about it. Um, and she also, she does that thing where she can be like really, really happy and then go into like piercing death face. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Um, second choice would be uh, Joan Rivers. Just, I, I adore her. I think the only thing of Joan Rivers that I wouldn't, have down is that like that drawl the voice mm -hmm. that's the thing that i would probably work, work on, on right but like her jokes the execution the, the the facial expressions i could get and then the only other one that that like immediately came to mind to do just because someone did it before and it was so bad um uh tiffany new york pollard oh god she's like my guilty pleasure i remember being like in college and watching flavor of love just because of her and I watched all her, like, spin-offs and bullshit like that, and she's so stupid and over the top. And if Bob can do Carol Channing, I can do New York. True. So, and she, need, she needs she needs uh, redemption after what Naomi did to her. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? One queen to be my partner on The Amazing Race... Avant garbage. She's skinny. Yeah. She's skinny, so she won't slow me down, and she means she won't eat my rations. Um, she is very smart about like things like outside, like very worldly, like knows a lot of stuff and knows how to like communicate with people and like talk to people. And I don't. I think that of most of queens, like I can spend a, a numerous days in a row with her without like wanting to kill her. Nice. So, do you have a New York City drag queen hall pass? New York City drag queen hall pass. What is that? You know, like when your partner says you can like do this one person, who would it be? Oh, we have we have we have our list. We have our list of like drag queens who we would um, 
you know, invite over for a nightcap. Do you want to share any? Um, Are you allowed to? What? Are you allowed to? Oh, yeah. I mean, if he knows. I mean, I guess the world should know. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say two because they're they're extremely different. Yeah. Um, the first one is uh, Tara Hyman. I think an amazingly attractive uh, male and like super funny and like smart. So there's just like multiple things. Like her and I have hung out and I was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, like just like click, click, click. Also like a nerd loves video games and stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, we could have fun. Um, and then the second one who, uh, it's more of a, like a curiosity thing. It was just like, let's see what the big deal is. Um, Gilda Wabbit. Oh. Yeah. And just be like, I was like, everyone else has experienced it. Why shouldn't I? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what is your dream proposal? Am I doing the proposal or am I receiving the You're proposal? You're receiving it. So, Mr. Listen Up. <laughs> well, apparently he's, he already has an idea and it has, he's just like, he's like, I want to do it, but I might get arrested. Oh, so oh, I have fun. no, right? I was just like, I was like, done. Just do it. Epic. Worth it. But if I had to do my own um, I think it would be so cool to, uh, like, do, like, an entire, like, like, beach day, like, crazy, like, snorkeling or swimming stuff, and this, like, him, like, taking out, like, 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 a shell, and there's, like, a ring in the shell. I would die. Or, like, or, like, he, like, puts it in the sand or whatever, and it's there, and he's just like, oh, look what I found in the sand for my mermaid. Like, I would die! Um... Yeah, so, like, because everyone's like, oh, do you want to get proposed to at Disney World? And I was like, no, that's crowded and hot. Like, no. Um, I would I would do, I, like, I would do, like, an engagement shoot at Disney World. That would be fun. They're just, like, doing stupid shit on, like, all the rides, and, like, that would be fun. That's cute. That would be cute. So we're going to move into the Pop 5 Rapid Fire, where I'm going to give you five pop culture current event type things, and mm-hmm. you're going to comment on them. Okay. Either first word, phrase, story, whatever you want to say. Number one is March Madness. Ugh, I don't like basketball. No, not at all. You don't play. The I'm a fo- I, 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 I watch football. I like football. What team? Uh, Patriots. Great, cool. I know uh, everyone's response to that. I grew up with them. It's my parents' fault. It's okay. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. Oh, I'm sorry for you. But you lived here. How could you do that? It, my parents were like diehard Patriots fans, and so we, me and my brother, just became Patriots fans. Right. I do, I do, I do like the Broncos as well, though. Interesting, interesting. Number two is National Geographic admits that their coverage was racist. Duh. <laughs> like, ooh, good for you. You've admitted that you were racist. That's a little step. Maybe you shouldn't do it next time. Yeah. Number three is Fantastic Beasts trailer. The new one? Mm-hmm. I'm so goddamn excited. I'm so excited. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And um, yeah, and the first, I really like the first movie. Did you see it? I've never seen a single Harry Potter in my entire life. Get out. Well, this is your house. Maybe I should leave. Yeah. I was going to say, get out of your house. Number four is Rex Tillerson fired. That sounds like someone important. Yeah, he was part of the cabinet. Oh, right. Okay, yes. I see the face. I mean, does he even have a cabinet anymore? Like, that, that thing has changed at least eight times. Like, just with people going in and coming out. Like He, he still should... thinks he's on The Apprentice. <laughs> You're fired. I'm just like, ugh, all everyone just go away. And finally, number five, Drag Race Season 10. I'm glad I have a gig hosting it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't have... So, I, I think it's hard. I mean... It's hard to say, like, favorite, because I, I know all the girls that are on here, and I've worked with a couple of them. Um, so it's hard to, like, of the entire cast, say it, to have a favorite. Um, I'm interested to see how everyone does. But I do I do definitely have a couple of the queens that I'm, like, kind of rooting for. Nice. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Marty Gold Cummings. Oh, Okay. If you were to have an opportunity to do only one song at Carnegie Hall for your entire life, what would it be and why? One song at Carnegie Hall for my entire life. Wow, that's a really good question. Um, 
Well, because it's Carnegie Hall and there's such men, this is assuming that I have like the best singing voice in the world, right? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So I would do um, Don't Forget Me from Smash. All right. I think that is one of the most beautiful songs I have ever heard. It has the great range of vocals and then that big thing at the end and... And it's also like powerful. So like, what other, what better song to like sing for the rest of your life than telling people not to forget you? Yeah, that's good. You know, I like that. So that's what I would do. Now is your chance to ask my next guest a question. Who is your next guest? Do we know? You don't get to know. Okay, let's see. So it can be any question. Any in the world. question. If your drag was. No, I don't like that question. <laughs> if your drag was a designer shoe, what would it be? And describe it. All right. Interesting. I like it. Well, if you've made it this far on the podcast, use hashtag game on. Where can we find you on social media? Um, so you can find me on social media at Bella Noche NYC on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, Venmo, the Cash app. Um, yeah, and that's it. I'm not allowed to like work the corner anymore because I'm taken. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I, it was who wants to work the corner in the winter? Like that's it's true. cold. Like summertime, I'll be like, I'll be like, I can make that money, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a pleasure. No, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Bella for coming on. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>